Hello, hello. Welcome back or welcome to the Man Child Podcast, the podcast about struggling well. What does that mean? What would you do if you weren't afraid to struggle at it? What would you do if you weren't afraid if everybody knew you were bad at it and you were doing it still because you loved it, because you dreamt about it, because nobody's going to get in your way and tell you that you can't? Those are the people we talk about. Those are the stories we share. This guest on this episode, uh, you're going to learn some stuff. You're going to take away some things. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you're trying to build something. I don't care if you're a coach. I don't care if you're if you're an employee, if you're trying to if you're an artist, if you're a creator, you're going to learn something from this episode. His name is Rick Wittenbreaker. And he is the chief marketing officer for Haller Brothers. Haller Brothers is a lifestyle, outdoor, uh, fishing, surfing, all around just super cool vibe clothing brand. Uh, And we got into a lengthy conversation about a lot of different things. But one of the things that, that, and you'll hear him talk about it, is building something greater than just a product. You're, what does that mean? How do we create something that people align themselves with? They, they identify part of their own identity with something that you have created. And the, the incredible thought and energy and effort that goes in to making something like this and the never-ending um, strategy and the never-ending creativity that is demanded to continue to do this. So here's what I want you to do. While you're listening to this podcast, check them out so that you can get kind of their story, their background, get their understanding. We've got some pictures of them as well on our Instagram account. But check out Howler Brothers. Check out Rick Wittenbreaker, W-I-T-T-E-N-B-R-A-K-E-R. Check him out on the gram uh, and, and so that you can kind of catch the total vibe of what it is that we were discussing. Uh, you're really going to enjoy this. All right. So kick back, relax, listen well, turn your ears on, eliminate distractions, and let's go learn something together. Here we go. What you know about me? All right, welcome back or welcome to the Man Child Podcast. Can you hear me? We got yep. a little bit of echo there. Okay, we're back. Uh, I am super excited about our guest, Rick Wittenbreaker. He is the chief marketing officer of Haller Brothers. They are a clothing brand, a lifestyle company. If you don't know, you need to know about these guys. They are putting out some of the most creative things, the most uh, just coolest stuff, coolest vibe that you could imagine in the market, in the apparel industry, in the outdoor lifestyle uh, brand. Rick, thank you very, very much for being here and for your time. Yeah, you got it, man. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay. And thanks for all the kind words about our, our stuff. Well, they're they're meant, and I mean that. 
the other good thing about when you have your own deal like a like a podcast you get to talk to whoever interests you and you're with you're that guy so you are the chief marketing officer uh of of this brand what does that mean um well uh i i think you know typically it means that i'm sort of overseeing the marketing efforts for the company um in our case uh you know which is true but in our case we are also a pretty nimble uh and lean team and so we tend everybody wears lots of hats and and uh in my case specifically it means that uh it, it also tends to incorporate uh the, the a lot of those outlier projects that maybe don't fit into a bucket or that you don't have to do uh frequently they're kind of special projects and it, at any given time there's always one or more of them um and you you know you can solve it and may not see it again for years but uh that so anyways i i tend to get roped into a lot of those things as well well but primarily marketing yeah I think that's what kind of because I came across um, Howard Brothers and uh, you know largely through Instagram and then you know your own personal Instagram and things like that and I and that's one of the things that was really intriguing that your brand does and we'll get back to the history of you and all these sorts of things and how it came together but that made me think about it was you guys do it's almost like like small batch bourbon or small like when it's or 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 really good barbecue like when it's gone it's gone and you guys come out with something new something different you're not mass producing what was kind of the idea with that was that original or that kind of organically grew as you guys did your thing no it was always uh from the get-go it was uh part of the of the plan uh our founders chase heard and andy Spanian, who are uh now two of my partners are, uh, you know, they really laid it out. Uh, they spent a lot of time really thinking through a lot of these things. And, um, I give them all the credit in the world. Uh, and they're still the two most creative and, uh, greatest business partners anybody could ever have. But they, you know, they had really thought about and made a lot of these tough decisions before they ever launched. And so, um, and we certainly evolved over time, but things like that have stayed pretty core. And so it was always uh, with this idea that it's going to be constantly rotating uh, that, you know, it, for a lot of reasons. One is, is because uh, primarily because we have a lot of creative drive and we always are wanting to do more and different and, designs and things and and then also push ourselves and push the limits on you know not just sitting back and hitting a repeat on whatever we did last season um so that's you know they they started off uh with that in mind and we have certainly kept that uh going forward and but you know the truth is that as we have evolved and progressed and grown uh you know the quantities are greater and so yeah uh, what what is you know what is today a very small limited run like we might do on a special release of something mm -hmm. that that might be equivalent in volume to uh 
the entire order of our first season, you know. Okay. So well, that's- it, it grows it grows uh, accordingly, but it's still as a uh, with respect to audience or customer base, like it's still smaller. Right. Well, let's. I could I could go off right there, but let's. Okay. So how did these the founders right mm-hmm. how they find you? Um. Well, so they. Uh, Chase and Andy, along with uh, my, there, it started with Chase and Andy. They then roped in uh, another friend, Mason Brent, who is now our CFO. Um, and all three of them went to college together, and all three of them have been in a band together, and they're still in a band for. They've been together for ages, and so now that's the the, the Wrinkle Neck Mules, correct? The band's name is the Wrinkle Neck Mules. They've been playing forever. They're and, good. Uh, I checked them out. Awesome. I like them. They're I really, like them they're extremely very, they're crazy talented. Um, but so they, it was easy for Chase and Andy had already had a lot of creative collaboration from the band uh, for years on the road, doing all those things, and so it was easy for them to work together when they hit a point where they needed some additional help uh, and, and a trusted resource. Uh, it was, I think easy for them to bring in Mason. And I think he was not long. It was not long after he got his MBA. So it was kind of good timing there. Yeah. Um, and then, but I met them, uh, Chase and I got introduced by a mutual friend right like the week that they launched and um we went out to lunch the three of us and just hit it off and uh became friends and um at the time i was working at yeti coolers and but i really just loved what they were doing and i liked the guys and uh i was interested as a customer yeah and so but in what i was doing at yeti it it was, um, I had, you know, I, I had a little, some experience in the outdoor world. And I, so I offered, I was like, Hey man, let me, let me help make some intros for you guys. Or, you know, let me, if, if, uh, get y'all involved in a promotion that we're going to do or something, anything. Wow. And so, um, and, uh, but you know, we, we just kind of hit it off and we would go grab, a beer every once in a while and talk shop and kind of, yeah. you well, know, so it was, it was really, it was really low key and organic and, and, uh, fun. And it was, it was not that big a deal, but we just became better and better friends and got more and more, uh, got closer and closer. And I was getting more and more intrigued by everything they're doing. And it's a, you know, it's a different, much different than Yeti's business, but there's a lot of things in common. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, kind of fast forward, um, I had left Yeti and, uh, was at another job that was, uh, not very fun. <laughs> and, uh, okay. uh, I chased and I were having a beer one night and I was like, man, Hey, I, I gotta get, I gotta get the hell out of this job. And, mm. um, and, uh, he said, well, look, let's, let's, uh, let's make this work. And so, wow. Over a course of time, we kind of hammered it out, and uh, we had to sit down with uh, Andy Mason and 
chase and the four of us kind of hammered it out and uh it's been great and but now that's uh i've been here now uh oh shoot uh almost five and a half years oh my god so well there's a there's a few themes here that i find are really interesting because what this this whole umbrella of, of why i want to have these conversations or what would you do if you weren't afraid to do it or like if fear was is no longer the guiding light to making decisions there's several things going on is one is you guys didn't want to make anything that didn't creatively make you make you feel good or make you feel challenged right you didn't want to just start printing mass produced things and those guys had made that decision long before they even got into launching and then two is you 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 just followed kind of what was most intriguing and seemed like the most fun and that and you can tell with the stuff that you guys are putting out that you're having fun and i think that, yeah well that's it's <laughs> i mean I, I like hearing you say that uh the, the, two, <laughs> the two things that i mean those two points you just mentioned you know uh and in chase when they when they first kind of brainstormed this whole deal they said you know we we want this as a creative outlet and there's some more backstory to all this, but effectively they, they were excited about this as a creative outlet. Um, and then also though, as, as guys who loved to uh, surf and fish and do all different kinds of activities and go on cool you know, destination trips yeah. where you're, you're doing all this different stuff. The, the one thing that they hated was feeling like, oh, I'm we're going, uh, you know, fishing, so I'm supposed to gear up in all this fishing gear. Right. And, and then the minute you stop, you feel like a total doofus because yeah. you're like, you're so kid is out. Grapefruit, and yeah, it's awful. And, and then, um, but, and then, you know, the, but same thing. And, and a lot of these things were the, the kind of deeper you dig into any activity, the more kind of nerded out it got. And so they, and they just felt like none of it was cool. And, <laughs> and, and it's, yeah. not, it's not what you would wear right. if you weren't doing that specific activity. Mm. And look, I, I, everybody understands it. Like waiters have a very, right. You have to purposeful existence as is a wetsuit but you know beyond those two real functional items it's it was uh it was pretty barren um from a creative standpoint and so but even beyond that you're on these trips or in these cool places doing this cool stuff and (laughs) having a blast with your friends and you know to you look dumb well yeah but to be able to transition from doing something active to being social and like so we we've kind of come up with this it's more of a a, an internal phrase we use kind of a sniff test but it's like look it has to be able to work just as well in the bar as it does on the water right and for and for us that's like okay well would you wear that out if you weren't doing some activity or you know water to watering hole yeah and so that's that's a part of it uh and then you know another kind of requirement that they put in place was uh that 
it has it, it we are not in a in an arms race to out tech everybody mm. and in fact um you know a lot of what we do is very inspired by vintage pieces yeah um and so we're not trying to look cutting edge we're not trying to uh you know and uh, defy the elements necessarily um a lot of a lot of outdoor brands get real caught up in this arms race of that's interesting heck. and we totally excuse ourselves from that whole conversation mm-hmm. even the most technical stuff we make uh, we, we just sort of don't even play that game. Yeah. Um, and, and for us, you know, one of the other things about it is, um, that we, we want to feel good in this, what we make and we want to feel confident and look cool and all that good stuff. But is that look, we, we make a lot of stuff that's just as performance has all the performance DNA of somebody who mm-hmm. makes up all these tech names and, and barfs all these stats and numbers at you, but <laughs> we might not even talk about it. Right. It, yeah. You, yeah, you don't see that anywhere. Digging. You don't see that anywhere yeah. in your marketing. Yeah. You, you may really have to dig. I mean, the, the two instances that we really kind of talk about that are uh, that I can think of right now are like when we have, uh, an insulated jacket or vest and we tell you yeah. what the insulation is like, you know, we use a lot of prima loft insulation. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. you're knowing that you just know that it's a legit insulation and it's not, right. uh, you know, sawdust or something. And then the second one is on our rain jacket, the Aguacero is that it's, it is a very technical piece. Um, and so we just wanted and given that it's a rain jacket, we wanted to, everyone to understand that it was, in fact, qualified and mm-hmm. badass yeah. and performance. But, you know, we wanted, again, we wanted to make it look cool. Yeah. And so we use a lot of uh, very bright, colorful patterns in those jackets. But the other thing is, we didn't launch it like uh, a, a very technical piece. In fact, we almost made fun of the waterproof capabilities of it um if you ever saw the video right, the, we, yeah we, where you just hose the guy down right yeah we had a guy in a jacket and it's like all the non-natural water exposures you can get nate, so we, nate floyd right that's what nate floyd that's yeah. right so poor nate was the victim and we <laughs> yes uh, we we you know attacked him with water balloons and we put him through a car wash and we uh we uh, sprayed it. We got a, a, a fire truck to spray him with their fire hose and all kinds of stuff. And it, it was it was really fun, but yeah. it was more us saying, hey, this is legit, but we don't have to act right. uh, like a dark shirt to tell you about it. Well, I think that there's something deeper at play here that, that strikes a chord with me is you basically are creating clothes for an industry – but at the same time, telling an industry to chill out, right? It, it, there's something. I mean, well, I, I we're not we're not trying to tell anybody to chill out. <laughs> I, but but, but I think I think our our take on it is more that we're um, I, the way we like to look at it is, hey, we're doing all this stuff, and we're making legit products, but it's really there for everyone to have fun. Yeah. 
And it's not there to get all uptight about or aggro or, Mm. you know, ticked off about. I mean, for us, the whole reason we're doing this is to have fun. Yes. And and that's why you go outside. Yeah. (laughs) But one of the other things that's really big for us and I think is a – you're seeing it more in the industry, but for years and years, a lot of outdoor brands were very much – uh, kind of took a, a posture of man versus nature mm. and how do we defy the elements and a lot of even the beautiful imagery you see was one person doing some you know right. breath buying feet out there like climbing a frozen waterfall or oh, okay yeah yeah know, I know some, exactly what, I, yeah yeah um, crazy trail or something like that that's very uh and and it was beautiful and it was cool but it was also hard to relate to in a lot of ways if you're not an ice climber you don't you're not all extreme and so i think again i'll give all the credit to chase and andy that they early on said look we want this to be about shared experiences and the moments in between and the time you have with friends and people you meet along the way. So that's why the word brothers is in our company name. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we actually take that to heart and it's one of the pillars of our brand. And, uh, you know, we, we, it, not every time, but a lot of times, uh, you'll have more than one person in a shot. And a lot of times they're not necessarily doing, uh, uh, it's not a trophy moment. It's not a Mm. conquering moment. It's, it's a shared moment. And it may even be, you know, a, a, you know, like it could be a flat tire. It could be, uh, stuff going wrong. Yeah. It's stuff going wrong. It's stuff along the way. It's stuff Mm. that happens, but you're in a cool place. Or you're, you're, you're on your way to do something fun, but it doesn't have to be hoisting the trophy. And so for us, that's a pretty core element. Um, and, and the reason you hang out with your friends anyways is to have fun. So You don't hang out with your friends it, to compete. I mean, it, may, it might get friendly competing. Well, I mean, you do, but, but that's, that's kind of a, 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 you know, it's fun competition. It's Right, like but you're, you're letting the air out of the, the comparison because – from a, here as a consumer a, a devout <laughs> Haller you can ask my wife she's like what is your problem a devout Haller brothers consumer it's like what it does is i i and to, uh, before we started recording telling you about myself is i always felt like i did was disqualified from all this cool stuff that i wanted to go try but I didn't know all the cool fishing knots and I didn't know the, the flies that I was supposed to have. And I didn't. And so like sometimes it felt like uh, before I, before I came across these brands of, of kind of the stuff that you guys are doing is like you, you, you almost buy the thing to qualify yourself, like get the uniform so that you're fishing guy now yeah. or you're surf guy now, or you're, you know, you're hunting guy now. And it's almost that brand people. And it, and it annoys me. It wears me out because man, people are not supposed to just be one thing. 
And it's not natural to just how, okay, how is the fly fishing guy supposed to go hang out with his friends when he's not fly fishing? If that's just, that's what he is, right? And he's, it's all trophy shots and it's all, you know, how-to videos and, and Instagram hero shots and things like that. You guys are on to something for sure. Well, I, I think for us too, you know, the, I appreciate all that. And, and um, you know, like we're, we're okay to laugh at ourselves and we're okay to, um, you know, not be perfect. Right. And I mean, you know, if you ask anyone who fishes all the time, you have a lot of days that it sucks. Yes. I mean, it may be a zero. All of them for me, mostly because Uh, I suck at it. Or, you know, same and and. It, the same thing applies to surfing. The same thing applies to, uh, I mean, shoot, almost anything. Yeah. Uh, and, and not to mention the, the things about, you know, that happen along the way, a flat tire or whatever. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, it doesn't make it necessarily a bad day or a bad trip. Right. You know, some of the times you probably laugh hardest with your buddies is when mm-hmm. it is a total failure mm-hmm. or – you got lost and you never found the spot or whatever it is, you know? And so I think for us, it's really about embracing all that and having fun with it and not taking ourselves too seriously. And, uh, you know, just, but making sure that, um, even though it's our charge to try and do that with every product we make Mm -hmm. with every, um, photo or video or piece of content we put out um, and in the way we treat people and in the way that we, uh, you know, interact with each other, despite the fact that we are working our tails off and trying to make this a, a you know, a very uh, productive and thriving business. Yeah. You know, we can still have fun along the way. Yeah. And we don't have to wait until it's, uh, you know, Blue Jean Friday to have work, have, have fun. <laughs> well, the, you guys are, I mean, that this is this is pretty evolved thinking. So, I mean, how did you get, because how did you, there's people that go spend money with a therapist to be able to get out of their own way. Like, how did you guys get to a point in your company where you're, you realize what, what it is you want out of this. Yes, we need to pay bills. We need to feed our families. We need to sell things so that we can do those things. But we want this to exist in the universe because it makes us feel this way. We, want, we, we have to creatively get this out, right, versus we have to make this because that's what people want and we have to make it so that we can collect as much money as we possibly can. You know, you, how did you come, how, how did you guys arrive at this style of thinking? Because I think that's what's driving the whole engine here. Yeah. I mean, look, it was always, uh, from the get go about making a say, it was not, uh, a piece of art in the sense that it's just there to try and make people happy. It, it, it was always about building a business, uh, and a successful one at that. So, but, you know, with that in mind, hey, let's go make sure we're, you know, we're 
we're doing that, but in a way that also takes care of all these other requirements that we've put upon ourselves. And again, that goes back to the very, uh, and that's the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, I think a lot of it had to do with the, the vision that Chase and Andy had with it. And then a lot of it had to do too with them, uh, putting a lot of effort and work into those pre-launch times. And, and, both Chase and Andy are incredibly talented, incredibly creative people, mm-hmm. but they have next to no ego. Mm. And it's really remarkable. Um, and so they don't always think that they have the answers or just because it worked last time that we have to do it like that every time. Um, in fact, you know, I think a lot of people will be blown away if you really got to see the inside and saw how many things that we have and they could be like a huge, huge hugely successful product for us and we might say okay well that's you know that's been around for a few seasons now I think it's time for that to retire um, and it doesn't we won't ever bring it back but it's, it's sort of a way that we keep pushing ourselves and keep asking questions of ourselves and of our audience and of you know, everything else, all the other factors. And so it, it ha- you see it, it, we see it internally. Uh, it could be a, a, an item, a product. It could be uh, a, a design, a pattern or a colorway or something like that. And then, you know, frankly, we'll sample design and then sample all these things. And, and we'll have, when we do line reviews and uh, go through the creative process of, eliminating, you know, narrowing it down to what we're actually going to go produce. A lot of things get cut are awesome and you would love, but it it's maybe it's not the most common thing we hear is it's not howler enough. Okay. And who decides that? And how is that decided? I mean, we do, we do as a team, but it's like out of the, the, the most prevalent comment is, well, that's not really, it doesn't feel howler enough. It needs another crank. Okay. You know, it, it needs another, uh, some more time or it needs to go away. Um, and so a lot of those things, and, and that's, that's more sort of a, a gut creative, uh, you know, uh, opinion being placed on something, but we're also looking at data and we're looking at trends and we're looking at things, but that doesn't necessarily steer where we go. Yeah. It just helps inform okay um, i'm picking up i'm picking up some more trends here you got uh, to, to your guys's success there's number one first and foremost n- the lack of ego in the room right because what you're doing is you've made it now safe for people to express their opinions and to say to say it's not how or enough then these guys you included this extreme work ethic but then you're also hard on yourself as far as this is we we need to crank that up we need to make that better where do brands or product design or whatever where do where do you see people fail in these re- in- oh man um i mean within howler or just anywhere both if you i mean if you're willing to pull the curtain back of when does it get hard at uh, howler I brothers i don't think any i mean we don't I don't think people have really failed. I mean, you know, an idea may not make it all the way through. 
Okay. But that doesn't mean that, hey, that's a terrible idea. Don't ever bring that up again. It's more like, okay, <laughs> right. just just go back. It needs more. It, it needs another, you know, some more time. Okay. And uh, more effort. And so bring it back. I mean, shit, we see stuff all the time. <laughs> we'll get, we're like, hey, haven't we seen that before? Like, yeah, but we shot it down last year. But here's the here's how we made it different this time. <laughs> or here's why I think this works, you know, or whatever. Um, right. And then, uh, but there's, uh, I, I think the things that we see, and, and we, we like to watch and monitor lots of different brands out there. And, and one, because we're fans. Uh, and, and, and consumers of other people's stuff. But two is that we like, we like seeing other good, smart, creative people as well. And so we're always trying to seek these things out and they don't even have to be, doesn't have to be an apparel brand. doesn't have to be in the outdoors world. Mm -hmm. It could be anything. Um, and so, you know, and there's, you can, you can learn stuff from all kinds of people, but so we look at a lot of those things. And then um, I think the, the things that come to mind for me are when you, especially early on, when you see a, a young company come out or a new brand launch or whatever is many times you see somebody that had, now that it's been out for a while, you see, Oh, they had really one good idea mm. and they've now played that card mm-hmm. and they don't really have any other ideas. And I, I, that's no one's fault. It's just, I think you see that a lot. And I think you see, you know, you can see it where a company like doesn't know what else to do or they'll yeah. do the exact same thing, just in a different color. And that's, that's the only evolution or advancement they have and and so you see a lot of those things kind of die on the vine um but i i think the other thing is is one of the biggest things that we notice in especially in younger companies is it's really it's really really easy for uh especially a founder to think that the founder and the company have a hundred percent overlap on a Venn diagram. Mm, And I, I really believe that that's not the case. I think there's naturally a lot of overlap, but there's things that are, you know, that the founder likes or is interested in that shouldn't really belong in the company. And there's things in the company that shouldn't really belong in the founder. Mm. But, and who again? Well, okay, so have, who's but who's holding that accountable? Well, I, for us, we've already defined a lot of those things. But so I don't. It's not really. I, I'm, I'm more saying I think you see it a lot of times. Right. So I got you, okay, you okay. see where uh, okay yeah hey this new company came out and this looks cool let's follow that or I'm watching them and then mm-hmm. it comes out and it's really oh the sophomore or the junior you know, release or performance there ends up being something like, well, you know, it feels like this is just what the founder likes. They're not really trying to solve it on a bigger scale or, or build something on a bigger scale. Uh, you know, they're not listening Hmm. to other, other, other factors. 
So I don't know. I mean, that's just, I, I, I tend to look at those things. So maybe I see that more than others, but yeah. Uh, lot. Did Howler brothers realize, I mean, what they were getting in, in you? Because I mean, it's no small marketing task, right? What to convince the masses that a $400 cooler is essential. Right. And, and not only that now, but just, it's a, it's a brand. It's just like Nike. It's just like whatever. It's not just about, Hey, this cooler holds ice for a long time. So we're, is, did, did you apply some of the concepts from there or was this a totally different project? Well, um, I mean, look, I, I don't think that it's, I, I, I've been extremely fortunate to get to work with some great people, mm-hmm. uh, that have put out some great products in both Yeti and here in Howler well before I got there. Right. Um, I, I don't think that anything, look, I, I think shit, a lot of that is timing. Some of it's luck. Some of that is, uh, um, <laughs> as much as anything, maybe just picking good spots to work. But, um, yeah, you know, I, yeah, but I would say, and I, it, it's, it's a humble deflection that you're doing here, but I really would think that, uh, I, I really like what Donald Miller says about the, the best companies that are offering the best or the most popular products or whatever. It's not so much the thing that they're offering it as much as it is how they make the person feel that is, that is consuming it. Right. And the reason why there's a line till the end of time at Chick-fil-A is you don't feel like a piece of crap when you eat at Chick-fil-A. You go to another fast food restaurant and the furniture's bolted down and it's fluorescent lighting. You feel like you're at a mental institution. You don't feel like you've made a lot of great life choices sitting in there. But they make the experience feel like, you know what, I got it kind of going on a little bit where and, and I see the same things, you know, uh, when you when you consume a Yeti product, when you when you get something from Howler Brothers, it you you feel a little bit better. And I think there's magic in that type of marketing to where it's fun to interact with the the content that you guys make specific to an item that you're getting ready to release. Do you think about those kinds of things, or are these things happening for you guys organically? Uh, I mean, we definitely put a lot of effort and thought into those things. I mean, you know, with, with both of those examples, you, you, the, the, the opportunity and the goal has all has, has been around building something that's greater than the sum of the products, you know? And so anyone can sit there and point out bullet points of, of features or tech specs or whatever. Like that's just, you know, that's, that's fine. Anyone can do that. Um, and there, there's a, there's a place for that. And there's a, there's a, you know, there's a, a small need for that, but it's quickly checked off. I, I think, and, and, uh, and, and, you know, both these cases, like there was an opportunity to build something way bigger than uh and really what it's getting down to is building a brand a lot of times a lot especially this day and age people misuse the term brand and company 
Right. Uh, and, uh, but there's an opportunity to really build a brand uh, that's sort of overarching of whatever products were out at what that is, time. What is, the, what is the difference to you? First, uh, well, well, the company is the, is the organization, okay. you know, and, and a company is the, the, I mean, from legal entity to all the people involved and all that stuff uh, that, that makes, that operates and makes the money however they make money. Uh, right. and, but, and, and there's a lot of opportunity in that, but to build a brand is mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, the interaction that you're talking about, how a company, um, what a company established itself to mean and to be and to interact with people and to, uh, how it, how it affects their audience and their consumers. And, and, I think in the best way, uh, really adopts a personality. And yeah. so, um, but what is that personality? Mm-hmm. Some brands have a very, uh, you know, agro alpha positioning. Some of them are uh, caretakers. Some of them are outlaws. Some of them are heroes. Some of them are whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and so, it's it's really up to the company to determine that, um, and I think there's a lot of value in in spending the time and effort to determine that and come up with that what that is what's appropriate and everyone agrees upon it and then you have this sort of personality to to live by, um, as opposed to every time a question comes up or a uh, you got to fill in the blank that you're having to reinvent it. Okay, I got you. You, you, you know, almost like a character, almost like an actor playing a character. You're, mm. you, you know what the character is. You know, this character reacts a certain way. He talks a certain way. He walks. He moves. He, he has an attitude and an accent and all those things. That's a character, right? And and what he does, but the actor is playing that character, right? You know, but if the actor dropped character in the middle of the movie it would be weird the story doesn't make any sense anymore it doesn't make any sense it all dissolves you know so man that, but, is, that there is some there's a lot of stuff in that statement right there that's really good <laughs> uh no i'm serious i'm serious uh where did the idea of making these sort of like mini features when you release uh, a new thing like you like the the howler mutations where you change it up or it's something very very short term and it's this one time only and then you go out and you make something on location where where did that inception come from where did well, that idea well we i mean you know just like a lot of companies and and in brands for that matter like we we wanted to go out and create some great content because it shows our products in a better situation, a better light. Uh, and, and we get to control that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to convey some of the emotion that we want to convey as opposed to just putting it, you know, in a white backdrop in a studio. Yeah. Um, and so, Hey, we think this is important to us and, and to what we're trying to express and convey here. So, you know, like a lot of people, we go, do these photo shoots, but, um, who we invite on those shoots, uh, really matters to us. Mm-hmm. We don't use models 
Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. These are people we know. Some of them are Howler brand ambassadors. Some of them are just friends. Some of them are employees. Some of them are guys we meet along the way. Yeah. Um, and so there's, it kind of runs the gamut there and, but it's, it's never, we don't just hire a model. Um, and so did you, was you that, know, was that a, a decision you made from the beginning or did that, or was that a um, realization? Well, no, it, well, it was, it was, I don't know that we defined it from the beginning, but we all kind of knew it. And we, we knew that, you know, in an effort to be authentic, mm-hmm. we didn't want to just pay some model to stand there just cause <laughs> yeah. he's good looking or fit or whatever. I mean, we have, we use the, the people that we pick for a lot of shoots are there. If you went through a modeling search, it wouldn't be who you find, you know, <laughs> right, it, right, some right. of them, but I'm, I'm just saying like they're real folks and yes. there are, there are, there are people. Uh, our friends, there are ambassadors and, and, uh, you know, so all, all that for us has, there's extra layers of meaning there. It's not just a guy. Um, and so that all matters. And then, you know, I think for us, the authenticity part is, is real. And so we, we didn't, we never wanted to try and act like we're anything we're not, or be different than you know, what we're actually putting out there. Um, Do you, are there ever times like, I, you know, I hope, I hope that God just doesn't love you guys more and you just, you never make a mistake, right? Have you ever put something out and you're like, uh, I don't like where, what is the, what is the process when you realize this we've we've confused the storyline here or this conflicts with our character or do you is that the essential process before anything is basically let out of the bag like has there ever been a situation where you're like i wouldn't have done it like that if i could have done that again you know what i'm saying or is there or sure okay i mean i mean sure we we learn lessons all the time and some of that is creative, some of that's operational, some of that is, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, <clears throat> some of just mistakes. Yeah. Uh, you get smarter and you get better and you say, okay, that you realize that we need to improve our process there before we go do that again. I mean, we've made some, uh, <laughs> some, some pretty funny ones along the way. And, you know, we've made some that we're, maybe a little embarrassed about, but at the end of the day, we're going to own up to it, you know, or, or we're going to go kind of move on. But, um, you know, look, it's all an evolution just like anybody. And, um, I read Chase and Andy in an interview uh, talked about the, the steep learning curve that is clothing manufacturing. Cause these, yes, they're creatives. They're incredibly talented, they're making stuff, whether it, it, they're making an, a, a form of art at all times. But there's also a whole side of how this world works. How did they sort of throw themselves into that? Like, here's where it comes from. How, you know, I always wonder, like, all right, yeah, these people might make the clothes for them. But, you know, 
how do they get their tag inside of it and not somebody else's tag that makes the thing? Like, how do you, how did they, how did the founders uh, throw themselves mm-hmm. into this industry that they were largely outsiders to? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, in this in this instance, like this idea came about, and uh, it, it sort of was precipitated by Chase was uh, asked by. Um, Another brand that uh, forever ago, when they were touring in the, with the band, and Chase was an artist, uh, came out of college uh, with a master's in fine art and, and was a painter and had art in galleries and all that good stuff. And they had commissioned him to do some art for uh, some, some shirts. And uh, then they ended up not making those. And that and then, you know, he and Andy both were excited to get those shirts once they were made. Well, then they weren't made. So that kind of sparked them to start. Well, what if we went and made those? Or what if we yeah. wouldn't use that? Or what if we wouldn't do this? And, you know, just like any story, there's some timing and some luck and some success and some networking friendships along the way. But uh, all of that, um, you know, it, it ended up getting to uh where we are today and some of that uh was in fact that they didn't know what they were doing and they didn't know how to get it done and it it took a lot of research and digging and asking and cashing in favors and you know tapping on uh family friends and all those good things Mm um but chase prior to starting this uh was also he had gone back and gotten his master's in architecture and was a practicing architect so he already had and a singer songwriter and all this other stuff so he already had multiple disciplines yeah in his toolkit and so i think initially at least he approached designing uh, a shirt let's say from the ground up he approached it in the way an architect would not someone who had, uh, you know, studied apparel design. And so, but over time it's been refined and he's learned the, the lingo and the, the techniques and all those things to specify And look, there's a lot of trial and error when you, anytime you're designing a product, especially something new. Um, and, uh, and, and since then we've now added a couple of, uh, experienced apparel designers to the team that, and they all work together, but it is, uh, I think Chase would also admit that, yeah, man, it's great when we get one of these new guys on board because they teach me stuff all the time. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. So again, again, it's like, there's not an ego. There's no, Oh, I already know the answer to that. No. I mean, in fact, it was the opposite. It was like, Hey, hat in hand. I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. I got to go figure this out. I got to ask questions that most people probably wouldn't ask. And, you know, all that. Well, there's so many uh, man child type qualities going on to where you're, you're pleading amateurism and ignorance. And then you're like, all right, but it doesn't, I I still want to do it. I don't care. And, And, but there's, you know, there's a lot of confidence and courage going on here to just be like, yeah, we can do that. Or I don't know how to do it, but we can learn and and the confidence in yourselves. And 
it's it's bleeding through in what you guys are making, which is really cool to see. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You know, it's uh, it's an awesome ride, and it's a ton of fun, and and uh, a, a challenging business, uh, but still a ton of fun. And uh, so we're we love what we're doing, and um, you know, it's it's fun to be a part of. Uh- even even more so just even and i would say the overlap with your founders and the brand would be the lack of specificity that you that he refuses to be just a singer songwriter he refuses to be an architect he refuses whatever into the point where you don't even you it's hard for you to describe your daily duties yourself because it's you know trip facilitator and making you know, short films to creating things to overseeing all kinds of stuff. It's uh, we take the trash out too. You know, he did what? I said we're not above taking the trash out too. Right? Yeah, but I think that's what's cool and encouraging to me because I think there's like this unassumed um, lie or misnomenclature that uh, all these people that you see, you know, lack of a better on the gram that they're just specific to that. And it's very easily you can intimidate yourself and be like, yeah, well, you're not a clothes guy or you're not an art guy or you're not a fishing guy. Whatever that thing may be, I grew up with guys watching them take themselves out and settle to into things that uh, they don't love or don't make them feel alive or don't get them excited. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, simply because they let somebody tell them that they're not cut out for that, you know, and it's cool to see a brand kind of tongue in cheek say, yeah, it's not true. Well, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad it, it, uh, it seems that way. You know, um, I, I think it's, it's, uh, the kind of motley crew that we, we have here is that most of us, not everyone now, as we get a little more evolved, but most of us were not, trained to do the jobs we have prior to me <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. there's, there's a couple there's some specialties uh there's a couple of specialists but you know really and and you know in a company the size that's growing at this rate stuff changes all the time so it's important that we have people that can and are willing to do lots of different tasks yeah and so for us it, it really matters um and so I think, I think most growing companies have experienced that. So, so uh, you know, anyway, so we, look, it's, uh, we kind of make fun of ourselves sometimes that no one here knows what the hell they're, they're doing. Uh, but, uh, so how you know, do you, it, if you're willing to, if you're willing to look outside of the box of, of finding talent working for your, your brand and your company, then how do you, how do you navigate through that? If it's a guy that, not necessarily has experience in the specific thing that you're posting the job for, but somehow like, how do you, how do you find crossover? In, in the I mean, look, I think, I think for us, I mean, it's probably like a lot of companies, but for us, are they a cultural fit? You know, do they exhibit hustle in some way? Uh, do they show you, have they been able to achieve success in other things despite not knowing that or, you know, it's, there, mm-hmm. there's indicators there and there's things that you just kind of know this, this person's going to be 
right. work their tail off or be real good, even if they don't know about that. Um, and I think too, you know, right or wrong, it, th- there are a lot of instances where somebody sort of the counter to what you said a minute ago is that somebody can spend a lot of time in a certain industry and they sort of think that's the only way to do things. Mm-hmm. And they're, they, they can get myopic. They can get a little, uh, ingrained in a certain way of doing things. And I mean, we're, we're, we're certainly not following the playbook of the companies that came before us. So, you know, we're always looking for people who are not afraid to think creatively or do something different. Or, I mean, like we always love it when somebody in an interview or a resume or something is telling us, Oh yeah, I had this side hustle in college where I did this or I, you know, yeah. and we got a, we got a, a new guy here, a relatively new guy. And he walked on to the basketball team at UNC <laughs> and he's like, yeah, five, 10. Yeah. That's awesome. You know? And so it's just awesome. And it, it's a lot of perseverance and hustle and grit and, we, we appreciate all that. And so it's, it's not like, again, it's not like there's some formula. Mm. Uh, it's more, and it's more about people that are liking and, and I think are attracted to all these intangibles that we've been talking about and less about, well, I'm obsessed with the clothes or I'm obsessed with, I'm obsessed with, uh, you know, fly fishing. And so that's why I want to do this. It's way more about like, well, is this person going to be a fit? Are they going to be willing to do stuff outside of their job description? Are they willing to, you know, if we had a need in some other department, are they going to help out there? You know, whatever it is. But mm-hmm. uh, I think for us, it's about finding the right people. Yeah. Wow. You guys are, you're, you're, it, well, now after having this conversation, that it's, I, I'm, I, you know, I don't want it to just be like, this guy's kind of weird. He's like fanboying about, Howard Brothers, but there's just <laughs> I I'm just excited about the 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 mindset, right? Because you know, in in my experiences, when I work with human beings on a on an athletic endeavor and they're trying to do something, it's they they do or they don't based off of how they think, and they bounce back from things, and they bounce and they and they they overcome whatever their home situation was based off of the way they view the world is the world out to get you is there an algorithm that once i learn these steps i can apply it to everything or is it it is what i make out of it and that's what's cool to hear from you guys for sure um anything else you want to sign off with man uh i just want to say thank you uh for having us um it's and uh you know best wishes on continuing here and, and building this up and uh, appreciate that very much. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's funny, you know, before we uh, started recording, you told me about uh, kind of how you came to us and to me and uh, it's through two mutual friends and two, uh, uh, two actually both Howler brand ambassadors and two yeah. great guys that are, that are both incredibly interesting and, yeah, and diverse. Are. And and uh, and hard workers, yeah. And but just cool, fun guys to be with. And yeah. so, you know, that's why we as a brand were attracted to them. 
uh, or they appealed to us, but then also that's why we personally love hanging out with those guys. So there you go. Rick Wittenbreaker, the man. What a vision, what a mind, what an understanding of how to clearly convey a message that that hits home and means something to the person on the other end of that message. Listen, guys, a few more days, a few more weeks left in this summer. Don't let them slip away from you. With you, with your family, with your kids, with your wife, with your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whoever it is, all right? Struggle well, all right? And stop being so daggone scared of everything. It's, it's going to be a good time. We're going to enjoy this thing. We're going to get through it. We're not just going to get through it. We're going to thrive together. Struggle well, friends. We'll see you next time.